Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. You're Sam. And you're Edwin. Once again, throwing that curveball. Keep on your toes. Uh, this is a mobile gaming review program. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Look what you've done, Edwin. <laughs> oh, no, I've thrown off a whole intro that we do every week. Uh, and for the past seven days, yes. I have selected a game for us to play. Uh, and this past seven days, I have selected... Among Us, a little game that you might have heard or may not have heard. So we're here to tell you about it. Yeah, so this is kind of an old game, right? It's an old game that's kind of blown up recently. Is that the sort of backstory on this? Like yeah. 2017-18? Mm-hmm. So this game is a few years old. Uh, first came out in the Steam Store for the <laughs> personal computer. Steam Store. Um, by developers Inner Sloth. It's a good name. I think. Yeah, um, I like the name. I do embrace my inner sloth on a daily basis. <laughs> right. <is> nap time. <laughs> uh, it is a, you know, an indie game studio. They are responsible for some games that you might have actually heard of. Oh, Henry Stickman. Sorry, you might have not heard this. Henry Stickman is one of those point-and-click adventure games that's mainly geared towards kids. Mm. Um, I believe I know about it because, you know, my son kids. watches YouTube and these YouTube mainly Australian or British people, I don't know why, uh, play all these games. And one of the games that they played through is Henry Stickman, which is like a nice little creative game where you have to solve puzzles in, you know, like the point and click adventure way. Hmm. But yeah, fun. back to Among Us. Among Us is a 2018 game, a social deduction game. So if you know games such as Werewolf or Mafia, where one person has to lie and say, I am not the mafia or i am not a werewolf <laughs> what is werewolf what is werewolf um and so it is that type of game made in an electronic format so the if you think about it like the game is merely there to foster conversations or chats between people and you have to find out which person is in this game the imposter uh, let me read you the description oh yes please Play online or over local Wi-Fi with 4 to 10 players as you attempt to prep your spaceship for departure. But beware as one will be an imposter bent on killing everyone. Crewmates can win by completing all tasks or discovering or discovering and voting the imposter off the ship. The imposter can use sabotage to cause chaos, making for easier kills and better alibis. So that description was a little confusing, especially if you've never played the game before. Yes. Um, I feel like it's trying to go very feature forward by saying play online or over local Wi-Fi just to make it super clear that you can play this without worrying about internet connectivity if you have to. Um, But yeah, uh, so it is a 2018 game, actually 2017 game uh, that recently got popularity because people started playing it on Twitch mainly because of the whole... I think like COVID also had to do a lot with the situation of this game being popular. It's a game that allows for about 10 people to play at the same time all together, having conversations and having a good time. So, which is why it recently became popular. The, the team inner sloth was actually in the process of making among us two mm. before this started getting really crazy popular. Um, but now that among us has gained so much popularity They've decided to stop development on Among Us 2 oh. and continue development on Among Us 1. Oh. 
oh, making the improvements that they were planning to make for Among Us 2 inside of one. Well, good luck to them. That's uh, so all I can say. Right. That sounds like a confusing product map and a last-minute technical switch. I'm tricky. sure they've made... Yeah, if you think about like the improvements that you can make over three years, especially if you're building the next version of the game. Which I was hoping they'd be calling Among Us colon still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, good luck to them. I think they're getting great success, which is great. I'm glad that a game like this is popular. Uh, but now... Mm. We've gotten to play it. We have got to play it. So, should we set the scene? Let's set the scene. This is a four to ten player game. Very difficult yes. to play between two players. Very <laughs> fact, difficult to play. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. You're the imposter. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, maybe you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the imposter? Am I the imposter? <laughs> <laughs> Right. That would be a hell of a convincer. That would be. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so because this game required a little bit more to coordinate, we gathered the help of our friends of the show. FOTP. Friends, friends of F-O-T-P, the pod. Yeah. Friends of the pod. So we gathered a few people over the weekend, assigned a time, and surprisingly, there was like about eight of us. Hmm ready and willing to play you have friends i'm impressed (laughs) i know me too (laughs) oh they actually showed up what (laughs) that's how great this game is it it, Mm. uh you know it allows for people to (laughs) to you know mock friendship and Mm. and lie oh i guess that is the the core basis of the game Mm. oh oh, believe me we'll be talking about that your little character is on a spaceship uh, you are given, when the game starts, you are either given a role of crewmate or imposter, which of course only you know. If you're a crewmate, there's a bunch of tasks you need to complete, which means you have to sort of roam around the ship, you have a map. So like, oh, I have to go to navigation and shoot some asteroids, or oh, I have to go to, I'm struggling to remember now, but I go to the engine like bay. Like the admin room, right? Like electrical and like play these little... I mean, they're not even mini, mini games. games. That's even a stretch. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, that little task, you have to like connect some wires together or do the really annoying one with the circles. Oh my God, have you done that one where you have to time exactly where in a circle? Oh, There's like a little right. loopy thing. I yep. can't describe it very well. A switch moves in a circle and when it hits vertical, a you need to tap it. that circle. To right. connect. And, and then, then you have to do it three times you in, do a row. Three in a row. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. Right. And of course, while you're doing these, you're kind of stationary and that's kind of when you're often vulnerable to being murdered by the imposter. As the imposter, you basically need to pretend that you're kind of doing these tasks, but actually you have the ability to, yes, murder your crewmates uh, and then also do other sort of sabotage-y things like running out the oxygen and uh, there's some other things you can do, actually. I've not actually played Mm -hmm. as the imposter, so that is one part of the gameplay I have not experienced. But um, that is kind of the general gameplay overview right and so that is i guess the technical part of the gameplay right so the technical part of the gameplay happens mainly on the app or or on the computer where you're playing it from another good thing about this game is that it is like cross play so you can play on the computer and people who are on the mobile can all join no problems uh and so the technical part are those puzzles like you have to go around and move your character as your avatar throughout this like spaceship and do these things 
Now, I'd say an equal or even like the bigger part portion of this is when someone discovers the dead body, uh, they can say, hey, dead body reported. And then you and all the players outside of the dead person can now chat uh, in text form or actually talk amongst each other on who might be the sus, the quote unquote sus. That spells us, mate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that is where, like, the gameplay happens. Um, you know, if you've ever played these kind of social deducting, de- deduction games before, that's where you can get really deep into, like, the meta of, oh, no, like, I thought I saw this person, or blatantly lie and say, oh, I saw this person totally walking out of this room just as it happened. Um, and, you know... Uh, it gets even more interesting when there's a bigger bigger team playing and it's not just one imposter, but two imposter playing as a team because uh, they know who each other are and they can sort of cover each other's tracks uh, and play up their innocence as they continue to murder the different crewmates. <laughs> but yeah, and that is the game in a nutshell. And then that keeps on going round after round, basically the end of the meeting. Uh, you mm-hmm. get to vote on if you're confident who you think the suspected imposter is, uh, everyone votes, and then the person with the most votes is kicked off the ship. If they are an right. imposter, then it says, congrats, you, the team either wins if there's one imposter or carries on playing uh, another round where you try and find the next imposter. Uh, right. If you eject a teammate or crewmate, is that an immediate game over? No. Oh, okay. You have to... The imposters need to... Uh, match the same number of crewmates as the imposters in order to in order for the imposters to win. So, if mm. there are two imposters, oh, if they end two up left. with two equal cre- mm. crewmates, then they win. Oh, I see. Okay, so right, if there's five people left, just, yeah. and then you vote off one of the team, the crew members, then the imposter wins because right, two imposters, two two crewmates. I see. Yes. Yep. And that's the game. It is. Uh, a recent phenomenon, uh, and we got a chance to play it. Mm, yeah. What I found very interesting is that there's no voice chat built into the game. It right. seems like everyone uses their own layer on top, which you know these days is going to be Discord. Um, but that was kind of interesting to me. Like, it was Discord that big in 2000? I guess it was in 2017, 2018. Yeah, it was around I'd say then. Discord was uh, pretty available. But I mean... Even yeah. so, I've known that a lot of people do play this game with its built-in chat function, which I think is bananas. Text chat, that is. Yeah. Right. Like the text chat function. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that would be so frustrating, especially because whenever you find a dead body or you call an emergency meeting to discuss who is going to be kicked out, there is a set time limit mm-hmm. to how much you can discuss before the votes <laughs> <Right>. are actually tallied. <laughs> Maybe there should be a uh, character limit if we're doing text chat. <laughs> exactly. And I I think without voice, it'd be so frustrating to try and explain <laughs> and even get the emphasis across of like, that that wasn't me or like, hey, I was over here. Right. Especially if it's a bigger game because then you just have like this wall of text flying through. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. People seem to get by it and people seem to have fun. I've seen some videos where people are actually just using the text chat to, to play this game with strangers, with randos, and having, oh a, and having a good time. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so that is the essential of the game. We got a chance to play it. Uh, should we get onto the three by threes? Three things good, and... and three things we want to eject out of the airlock into the blackness of space. So I'll start with a good point. Um, I really like social deduction games. Uh, one of my favorite games is Werewolf, especially if you have like a big group of people. And, you know, it's like one of those holiday parties where it's just like a big group of people and everyone's just like not really doing anything or like watching the TV. Werewolf or something like that is actually just a a really fun game to play all together. It sort of breaks the ice in a really nice way. And you get to learn about other people's personalities. And I feel like this game kind of does the same, but in electronic format. You you don't have to be sitting around each other, whereas Werewolf, you kind of do. You don't have to be sitting around each other, but it allows everyone to sort of... uh, play and have fun together and you know no one's really left out in this experience um and so if you're in for a game like that the game is free it's a great social game to play especially in these pandemic times mm, right yeah i think that is where it really shines i can totally understand why it's taken off on twitch because it's also quite fun to watch if you're you know your favorite streamer is playing it um that is always a fun time i think that's perhaps why it's one of these games that translates well right to watching <laughs> Like I'd right. probably ha- happily watch a few rounds of Among Us, you know, between PUBG, you know, but like PUBG, Among Us, those are like, I think fun to watch even for people who don't really know what's going on or right. like necessarily have to play the game themselves. It's still enjoyable to mainly because like, watch. I think a lot of times the, the people's personality do shine through. Um, and there's a lot of room for that to happen, especially in games like Among Us and PUBG, right? Like there's a lot of idle time to, to just chit chat. Well, uh, yes. I mean, we should say there is no chatting during during the, the game, task yeah. part of the game. It's all at the meeting at the end of each round. Um, but yes, I see what I mean. Yes, you do get to have some fun accusations flying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My next good point, it also goes on the fact that this is a social game. Um, I really like games where you do stuff outside of the game. Like, you know the game itself is merely the conduit for interesting things to happen. And I think that, that, uh, that relationship between like the game and the gameplay is very interesting. And I wish more games were able to do that. Um, kind of like a board game, right? It just has like this potential for fun. And I feel like that this game sort of serves the same. It's like, it's just there. The instruments are there. You go and you make, you make something out of it. And I think that is very interesting. Right, it's not necessarily the game itself, as, as you say. It's like conduit for the stuff around it and having fun right. with your friends. <laughs> like, very surprising stories can happen, right? Like, oh, Edwin, like, I can't believe this happened. You know, like, there could be a moment where you remember for, like, the rest of your life of, like, like that one incident where you totally double-crossed me. And, <laughs> you know, those become, like, really fun moments. And it wasn't the game that necessarily set the stage for that. It was, like, um, it was just merely a tool for that to happen. And I, th- and I think that's pretty cool. Uh, next good point. I think there is some longevity to it. I think because you can, you don't know if you're going to play as the imposter or if you're going to play as the teammates. Um, there's also, we, we play the spaceship, which I think is the default first level, but there's also other levels. Um, so there's you know more depth to that. Um, and I can see sort of the replayability with either new people or the same group of people um, is there uh, and would be fun. Right. And that's it for my good points. 
Right. Yeah, I feel like we should... I feel like just having two good points each kind of underplays it. Because, like, it's a pretty fun yeah. game. It is a fun game. But the... Oh, awesome maybe books. one more good point. Maybe one more good point is that all the little things that you have to do within the game are pretty self-explanatory. Some might be a little bit trickier, um, but the actual gameplay within the game itself, uh, I feel like even someone's grandparents can do it. Um, once you show them like, very simply like how, how to work it. It's very <laughs> like, you know, touch, uh, touch and play. Work it with an E. Yeah, you know, like you connect wires, you you turn knobs and dials. It's all very sort of self-explanatory. There might be some that are a little bit confusing, um, where where you're not really sure what you have to do for that certain task. One of the sliders, I never quite figured out. Exactly, I but I, I think even in situations like, like that, it is done. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even in situations like that, like you necessarily you don't necessarily have to finish all of your tasks. Like your your other crewmates can cover for you and and get the stuff done in order for uh, the crewmates to win. But yeah, I feel like those little gameplays it has just enough little fun little random things to to keep it going. But at the same time, it's simple enough so a lot of people can really understand what to do. Agreed. On to the points we want to shoot out of the airlock whilst yes. you're wearing a giant mech suit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, different um, sci-fi property, I see. Right. <laughs> I'm going to pick up your point about the, uh, the sort of gameplay or like the sort of interface on the uh, and kind of the games. And I think for the beginner player, there's a lot going on, right? There's yeah. like the UI is, I'm going to say idiosyncratic, like to work out, oh, hang on, there's this map. I need to learn, oh, where is admin? What does that mean? Where is, you know, where are these places? Uh, and then once you're there, it's not super obvious how to do the tasks. Um, there's, like, the dead bodies aren't super obvious. Uh, you know, watching streamers play play for the first time, like, people walk past the dead bodies because it's not obvious. It's kind of like a leg with a bit of a bone sticking out, mm. <laughs> you know. Um, and... Then not only that, like, obviously I was kind of focusing on the technical part, but then when someone calls a meeting or if you find a dead body, you need to know, oh, I should have really paid attention where they were, who was around there. Like, it's a lot going on for the first, first-time player. I do think this is one of those games where you have to have some sort of initiator to play with you. Yeah. Uh, someone that's a little bit more used to the game. You know, even like guiding you through, oh, like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Someone's going to be there. Like, no one speak afterwards, you know, when we start. And then when we call the meeting, like, let's start talking. Uh, someone needs to be that, that person. Mm-hmm. Um, without that person, I feel like, you know, 10 people or even five people coming into this game fresh, it's going to be very <laughs> difficult, right? <laughs> Especially if they haven't watched the YouTube video. Because like I said, like, this game is just like uh an empty toolbox right it's like uh it's like a toolbox with like all the stuff in it but it doesn't really tell you what you have to do or it doesn't really hold your hand that well um Mm. but yeah it does take a little bit of that curve yeah i mean that said there is like a free play mode which is great you can then just like walk around the level and just do the tasks without the sort of social deduction level on top to that just gives you an idea of at least oh how the controls what it looks right. like how to move around how to look at the map um but yeah, i definitely suggest looking at a watching a twitch stream or two before playing just to get familiar with it but even that even like the free gameplay because the social aspect is such a big proponent of this game 
um it would be it'd be it'd be difficult for someone to get a real sense of like what the true potential of the game is just by playing that free mode right oh yeah for sure but you know like Um, when you find a dead body like the first question is oh where was it and i can totally imagine i would be like uh i have no idea you can't even see the map when you go to the meeting mode yeah you're like uh i don't know it's like a room with a thing in it i remember someone was quizzing me like what were the tasks i was doing I'm suddenly like, wait, what? What? I can't remember what I was doing two seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot going yeah. on, which I think adds to the re- replayability and like as you progress and you can level up. But yeah, to begin with, it feels like there is a lot going on. What do you say? Right. Um, my my other bad point is that this is a social game, meaning uh, you could even if you have like the same number of people, uh, depending on the social dynamics with that group it could go very good or very bad. It's just um, people willing and to be open about how to play this game could be such a big proponent of it where if people are kind of negative or like not feeling it, you could have a pretty bad experience with the game, right? Like people need to be excited about this game in order for it to really shine. Um, If people are kind of just like, "Eh, I don't, I don't know, this is silly or they don't really have a heart for it. It could, it could be a real downer. Uh, because so much of the actual funness of this game depends on that social aspect of it. I don't really like the genre of lying to your friends, colon, the game. <laughs> that whole thing, like, sure, I want to happy to beat my friends by getting the highest score, or I'm happy to play the co-op games and we can defeat the game together. But the, yeah, deceiving your friends for fun, I do not really find fun that I find mm. difficult to, yeah, I don't know. There's not a thing I'm attracted to, to. I'm like, I'd rather let's just play competitively or yeah, let's play collab. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, there's social deduction means, eh, mm, doesn't float my boat. I can totally see that. And, and like I said, like there, there will be moments where like, if you're actually playing this game where someone truly backstabs you, <laughs> Because you believed them and you trusted them. And you have like this gasp of, I trusted you. <laughs> uh, but I find that very fun. I find that in the spirit of the game. But I can totally see how people might take that a little bit personally. <laughs> but I'm also very bad um, at lying. Like That's not a skill. Mm. I'm, in fact, I can't actually remember the last time I told an outright lie. You know, <laughs> that's just not a thing that I ever... Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not something you want to do. Well, that's that's very that's very noble of you. I one of the one of the one of the main reasons why you're such a good co-host. <laughs> right. Like I was chatting to the Apple support uh team because you know they've done this like AirPods return program where you can get new AirPods cuz the AirPod Pros rattle. Oh, yeah, mine rattles. Yeah, it's awful. Uh yeah, so you can get them. They'll send they can they'll send them in. You can send them in and then they'll repair them. But I was on the chat and they asked me, oh, have you dropped them in water? And I was like, oh, yeah, I have. <laughs> and my boyfriend was like, what the hell are you doing? Why did you tell them that? Like, just say no. What's wrong with you? I was like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> like, the thought hadn't even crossed my mind that I should say, nope, I haven't dropped them in water. Because I did drop one in my coffee cup one morning. I think maybe we've oh, talked about boy. this. Oh, <laughs> boy. Yeah, we did talk <laughs> yeah. about this. But like, so the is thought it, of, was it null and void? Like, well, you can now return it? Yeah, there is water damage. They would charge you for the repairs. Oh, I see. 
which I mean, I guess maybe it's good to get ahead of because like, I'm sure there's water sensors inside and they were just opened up and going, oh, these got wet. We can't yeah. replace them for free. But I don't know, still. So yeah, I was wow. very bad at lying. Okay. I wouldn't even think to lie. Yeah. That's so funny. Well, going back to the whole AirPod thing, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. Sort of sidetrack. Yeah. Because I speak to my children through my AirPods uh, when I'm doing dishes, right? Because when I do my dishes, it's my podcast time. And sometimes mm. they ask me questions. And then I just sort of like reply back to them. But whenever I do, I notice like the buzzing, right? Ooh, like whenever I speak. Bad. That right. And I thought it was just my the way my ear is formed and the way my voice is resonating within my ear. <laughs> nope, that's the AirPod Pros. Oh, that's gross. Okay. Well I'm glad to know because Yeah, get on I Apple can... Chats. They can fix you up a pair. They'll ask you to like reset and do all this other stuff, but uh yeah, they can oh, take them in. They can you can ship them back and they'll send you a, a new pair. Is my so I won't be able to use them while I ship them back, though. Well, that is true, yes. But you can probably just mm. use your regular AirPods. Yeah, those are running out of batteries. Like, the, full, the, the mm. most full charge that it can do is an 80% charge, which then runs up very quickly within, like, 45 minutes. Because they, they are, like, four years old. Which is the most alarming sound, I think. It makes yeah. me jump every time. Ah! <laughs> anyway, back yep. to the bad points. Yes. Um, it looks really ugly. I think that's maybe a d- deliberate design, but... Yeah, it looks like a Flash game. It looks like... Uh, uh, I think it does have its charm. Like, I wouldn't yeah. necessarily call it out, like, ugly, but it does look like uh, a year 2002 Flash game. <laughs> right, I think that is... Yeah, you're right. It's probably a deliberate choice, but the buttons are, like, awkwardly placed. Like, on mobile, at least, like, the joystick is way too far over to the right. side of the screen. Um, yeah, it's not... I think I've heard reports of the imposter, like, the UI is tricky to understand what's going on um, yeah because yeah. then there's like a big button that glows up and all that stuff yeah it's it's kind of difficult to understand and i think because you're trying to cross the bridge between like the pc version and the mobile and still have all the same elements there yeah sometimes it works tricky. a little bit better on the pc as you hover over things but as you know you cannot hover over things on a touch device um and finally the learning curve is very steep um you need that initiator to kind of walk you through this game or like be very pro game. So to essentially foster you into a good time, if without that, I think it'd be very difficult. Yeah, agreed. Uh, it is also sort of meetings colon the game. You've essentially made <laughs> a game is. that is just meetings, <laughs> which <laughs> if you spend your day in meetings, do you also want to spend your gaming time in meetings too? Uh, I don't right. know. I think it's... I mean, obviously, I'm being a little bit facetious here, but uh, it is really just talking with your colleagues about something and trying to come to a decision, <laughs> which is That's true. what you do all day. <laughs> yeah, and I can see how that could be very stressful. Yeah, I don't like to get too technical about like the lying part. Like, I don't really dig it when people drill you and get really sweaty about the game. You know, like, <laughs> right. where were you then? Or like, where was this happening? Uh, what was the first task you did? I'm just, I'm kind of like, oh... You don't believe me? Like, <laughs> why don't you just eject me then? You know, like, I like more of that kind of gameplay where where it's more light and fun rather than sweaty. Final seven-day ratings for Inner Sloths Among Us. Edwin, I'm going to give this day a, a, a one day. <laughs> because uh, despite how good it is and how much I do want to play more of it, because this takes so much coordination to actually play with friends and to gather up for 
or more friends together at a set amount of time yes for us to play um we were only really able to play for one day i did check it out on those other days just like turning it on but i didn't join <laughs> any other game Stroke right the they have like Hello. public servers but yeah i didn't like the idea of joining some other rando group and yeah trying to get sweaty about <laughs> admin tasks um but yeah I'd say, truthfully, this is a one out of seven days. There could be multiple one out of seven, but for me, it was a one out of seven, but a, a really fun one. A fun one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I mean, since we played together, I guess my hands are tied. I also have to give it a one because of the very same reasons. Like, it is just not a reflection on the quality of the game, but it is just tricky to schedule. Like, if you're, right. if you're busy in the evenings or if you only have the weekends, then it's going to be hard to find find time for yeah four plus more of your friends to play it yep. yep yeah and you know i will continue to have it on my phone it is a small footprint so whenever the mood strikes and people are willing to to play it i will whip it out and play it um but other than that it's it's uh you know much like the times that we have to play board games Mm, or yeah. very few that we have. Um, it's something that you kind of need to like plan for. I would recommend for people to try it out. It's it's completely yes. free. You can enjoy the games if you have like a bunch of friends that's willing to play the game. Check it out. There are lots of ways to play this game um, on yes. your phone, on your tablet, on your computer, on Android, on iOS, pretty much everywhere. So do check it out. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. Yep, agreed. And if you check out your favorite streamer who is almost definitely has played it on Switch, on Twitch one more time, once or twice, uh, I'll, we'll put a link in the show notes. Will Smith played it. Uh, not that Will Smith. Uh, and that was a pretty fun one. Um, so yeah. And that's actually quite a good one to watch. That's the one I watched because it was a mix of experienced and new players. So they're kind of mm. explaining some of the gameplay and some of the things and pitfalls, uh, which I found helpful when I was playing. Well, Sam, that was your choice. Uh, so it falls to me to choose the next game and we're going to continue the kind of uh, co-op playing with friends theme because mm. Sam, you have seven days to play too many cooks. Co-op cooking too fun. Too many cooks. Oh. Which I think is maybe a ripoff, <clears throat> a homage to uh, that PlayStation game overcooked. Overcooked. Hmm. Or the sequel, Over Overcooked. <laughs> overcooked, well done. Oh, that's a pity that they didn't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah, very true. Uh, yes. We'll see. I cool. think it's been this around for a little really while, cute. but it's got a, had a recent update. Um, yeah, we shall see. Sam, you have seven days to play. Nice. I do Too like the cooks. look of it. Named hmm. after that great Comedy Central bit. <laughs> on the dance was, floor was it comedy central uh it was flight of the concords that's it i don't think it was you mean on the dance floor no too many cooks too oh, many cooks okay. i'm thinking about too, too many, many dicks cooks. on the dance floor oh it's adult swim oh it's a <laughs> surreal dark comedy short that originally aired as a special during Adult Swim's infomercials block on October 28th, 2014. Ooh, okay. All right. <laughs> Very contemporary reference I made. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's basically uh, a parody yeah, of opening looks- credits for sitcoms. Anyway, maybe worth a look. 
but the song will get stuck in your head. We'll put a link to that in okay. your notes too. Uh, before we go, Edwin, mm. do you have a thing of the week? I do have a thing of the week, and that is purity of air. Do you find that you are coughing, sneezing, sometimes have some allergies? Well, Black Friday was upon us again, and I found a bargain for a Koei air purifier. Mm. Uh, the boyfriend has dust allergies, which results in loud sneezing and coughing and sniveling. <laughs> but we've been running this air purifier, and it is noticeably better. I also have the Koei mm. air purifier yeah. that I put in my kid's bedroom. Uh, yeah, it's quite amazing. I love it. Yeah, there's three levels of filtration. There's the dust, there's the uh, odor, and there's the uh, HEPA, which actually <laughs> is small enough and will get the COVID virus. It actually traps viruses in the air, which is very oh, interesting. interesting. I mean, that yeah. was a half of a selling point to me because I'm like, oh. Get that COVID out of the air. <laughs> I think, yeah, the likelihood of it actually grabbing COVID before it did uh, attaches itself to me through my nose uh, is unlikely, but I was still like, oh, I mean, it's more play insurance. the odds games. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It makes a difference. I've, it even does. I've noticed like, oh yeah, my, I'm feeling like a little bit... It smells fresher. breather. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's kind of fun because you can set it on auto and it'll auto detect for smells and particulates. So, you know... Hey, Edwin, have you... Do a fart by it? Yeah, Obviously, have you farted you near have. it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you? And then it goes, whoosh, goes to red. <laughs> ah, emergency. <laughs> like, overload, this overload. <laughs> this thing actually works. It's amazing. You know, if you blow out one of your scented candles and there's some smoke in the air, it it, it ticks up. Or if you're cooking, yeah. Um, we live in a small apartment, so there's yeah, we we cook in the same place that we watch TV and we work. And luckily, it we is sleep really in a good room. But yeah. Yeah, I didn't think that it would make a difference, but it actually does. And the air smells fresher, especially like if you leave it on for a little while and yep. you come into the room and you're like, oh, it's very nice here. Um, yeah, and then like even the, the, the HEPA filtration stuff is actually replaceably cheap. Like it's, it's affordable mm. that you have to change like once a year. But like the carbon filter, you can also swap out like more often. But yeah, even that you can just like dust it out as well. Yep, I highly recommend yep. that. Good find. Yeah, check it out. Hopefully it's not sold out because I think it was a wire cutter pick for a mm. Black Friday deal. But yeah, keep Did an eye out. The maybe there'll be new sales. one or the yes, white one? Yes, I got the black one. Yeah, it's the one that looks like a speaker, right? Like a big speaker. Yeah. Or like a giant iPod shuffle. Right, I just want to spin that middle thing. My thing of the week, Edwin, is the new Mac Mini. Mm. The M1 Mac oh, Mini. Oh, okay. I received it the other day, uh, mainly to replace my laptop that I had to get back. Mm. Have you attached a screen to it? <laughs> I have attached a screen to it. So I switched between my PC and my Mac Mini on this uh, computer that I'm using right now. In front of me. Mm. Does it run all your audio software? I feel like uh, there's been a whole bunch of people like saying, don't use, we still don't upgrade to Sir, Big Sur just yet because right. I know it's like audio 
manufacturers of like yeah audio software are notoriously it's just notoriously difficult to keep up with all the latest that's why i never upgrade my laptop and i'm currently on i think I'm on mojave still <laughs> right because <laughs> it works um, I'm like it works i don't need anything i guess i do kind of miss some of those new emojis that's mm. not really a reason to like potentially disrupt my whole <laughs> audio setup that just is working and it works and like the god don't touch anything that's true. Yeah, I know. I even know one of my uh, one of my friends who does audio recording or audio software doesn't even connect their computer to the internet. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah, the next level. Just so it doesn't update or, or mess anything up potentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think all the software that I use outside of all the Adobe software uh, works perfectly and blazing fast. Um, yeah, the only thing that was tricky is that initially when you start it up, it has this requirement of either connecting a trackpad, like a Mac trackpad or a magic mouse. A Mac pad. And it doesn't provide it. Of course not. So I thought that was kind of, well, aren't you demanding prissy pants? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can just connect a, um, a regular mouse to it and, and that'll work. But I had a keyboard connected to it and even that, it didn't like that. So... <laughs> oh, get that off me yeah exactly. it is not apple design get off <laughs> what are you doing what screen did you get or does that just you just reusing one of your existing monitors oh, that's I what i kind my... of struggle with because you know i really like the mac retina screens and mm. the ex- external monitors i yeah. don't know, I'm just, i haven't done my research recently but i know it's been a bit tricky to find reliable good quality retina monitors yeah, I mean, I use a monitor that is kind of Retina-ish. It is. It isn't <laughs> like that. It's like a fourteen forty monitor on like a, a twenty seven, or maybe okay. like thirty two twenty seven. You know, twenty seven mm-hmm. inch display. Um, that I just switch back and forth between my PC and my Mac Mini, and it works out well. Okay, yeah, nice. it it feels like an iMac to be honest, like a, oh, a nice. nice iMac. Um, but yeah, um, price tag is a little up there in terms of the, the configuration that I got. Mm-hmm. Usually, I, I feel like Mac Minis are in the price range of around six ninety nine or something like that. Mm, guess again. <laughs> yeah, not this time. This is more like a price of a, an iMac. Right, um, yeah. I mean, of course, when you start putting in the memory and getting like reasonable yeah. SSD storage, yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward Get to those how... Four figures pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to like how it performs and with like some rendering stuff like Blender, um, Render with or like Blender. some some 3D stuff, um, just to see how that works out. Or even like video processing once like Adobe catches up to the the ARM ARM processor stuff. But you know where where are these where are they getting these graphs from? It says it's four times <laughs> faster than the previous version. How are they getting that, Edwin? <laughs> That's a good I saw it in their graphs. <laughs> And that is our show. Sam, you have seven days to play Too Many Cooks. Too Many Cooks. You can find us on Instagram or on Twitter at Seven Days to Play. You can listen to us on Spotify by searching Seven Days to Play. Seven Days to Play. Seven Days to Play.